If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You are more than enough. You have the ability and the strength inside of you to impact the world and to make a difference. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Man, oh man, have I got something good for you today. But I also have something that might be a little hard to hear too. Now, I rarely do a beginning of episode disclaimer, but I really want to encourage you with this one to dig deep into yourself while you're listening. Like lean in, feel those nudges or those internal butterflies. If you feel like I'm speaking to you, it's because I am. I have an idea that almost every single one of us are selling ourselves short, or at least we have in the past. Wait, you? The achiever? The nurturer? The one who's chasing our dreams? Yes, you. How, you might ask? It actually happens so easily. You've probably heard that dreams become beliefs and beliefs become actions. And so when our thoughts can be self-sabotaging or they cause us to downplay our abilities or second-guess our paths it actually plays out into how we show up in the world. Some people call it a scarcity mindset, meaning a belief pattern that tells you that there isn't enough goodness and opportunity in the world for you to succeed in the way that you hope to. And if you feel like this sounds familiar, absolutely no guilt or shame. It's not surprising we all have that voice in our head that tells us that we won't make it or it won't work out or that her success means I won't be able to find success too. I know sometimes when we talk about mindset, it can feel a little woo-woo, but I'm also a big believer that living inside a scarcity mindset can be super harmful and this slippery slope for your life and where it is that you're headed. And I'm just as big of a believer that doing the work to shift your mindset is one of the best things you can do for yourself, for your relationships, and for your business, actually just for your life in general. 
For me personally, I avoided mindset work for years. Like I was so obsessed with these nitty gritty strategies and blueprints and principles that I avoided digging into my own mindset and thought patterns. I think a part of me knew that if I were to fully dive in and evaluate the thoughts that run through my brain or the beliefs I hold to be true for myself and my life, that I'd be forced to really unearth past experiences and have to unpack the lies that I've told myself. Mindset is usually impacted by our experiences or things people have told us that we've accepted as truth. So when you really dig into mindset, like you actually go for it with the intention of shifting your own, you're likely going to have to get quiet and honest with where you got some of the ideas that might not be serving you any longer. Have you ever been paralyzed with these types of thoughts? The ones that say, who am I to try and do this? Or she's already doing it. There's no sense in trying. Or there aren't enough clients to go around. Or I'll never be good enough to succeed. If you think that you've never thought like this, you're either the strongest, best person I've ever met in my life, or you may not realize that some of your thoughts have become so embedded into your DNA that you don't even realize that they are reinforcing scarcity. Let me preface this by saying you won't be able to flip a switch and see the world through a lens of toxic positivity. Your mindset won't transform your natural gifts or abilities, but it will help for you to get super honest with where you stand, where you want to go, and how you want to navigate this life as you pursue your dreams. But not only that, the scarcity ingrained in your thought patterns likely has roots in real systemic issues. Privilege is not to be ignored when it comes to discussing an abundance mindset. Not addressing it would risk continuing the problematic trend of toxic positivity. I recognize that as a white person of privilege, getting to abundance as my default mindset is going to be a smaller mountain to climb because of that privilege. If I'm being honest, it's challenging to strike the appropriate balance of sharing something that has absolutely transformed my approach to business and life, like having an abundance mindset, while also never dismissing the fact that it's not this simple, magical transformation with the same starting line for each individual. Keeping this discussion in view of these very real, very present systemic issues is my goal. Now, all of that said, Everyone has insecurities and flaws on top of the systemic issues and environment we're starting with. Like We all have worries about the future and deal with uncertainty about what's going to happen. But how you work through certain stressors within your control is more telling than anything. Today, we're going to dig deep into the idea of living in a scarcity mindset versus an abundance one. And I'm going to challenge you to listen with an open mind, do a little self-discovery, and then turn this episode off with a more abundant mindset already peeking through. I promise this can absolutely impact and change how you think for the better. And if how we think affects everything we do, then you know this is going to be good. Okay, funny story. So when we were kids, after dinner, my mom would sit at the dinner table and she would read us Nancy Drew books while us kids loaded the dishwasher, cleared the table, swept the floor. And my mom was brilliant because we loved those books. And so we wanted her to keep reading, which meant we kept cleaning. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this episode beyond the fact that I want to start off by encouraging each of you to turn on your inner Nancy Drew, like get ready to sleuth around these answers to these questions for yourself. Are you ready? So take a mental or even a real pen and paper and take some notes as you think about these questions, because I think they're so important when we start to kind of inspect our mindset. 
So first, do you feel like there's not enough space for you and your competitors? Like, do you constantly look around? It feels like your competitors are closing in on you, or if they get something, it's impossible for you. Do you feel like there's not enough space? I think that's a good place to start. Next, do you put tons of pressure on yourself to be the first or to be the best or to be the most unique or different? Is that an internal pressure, something that maybe you've learned through life where you are constantly setting out to be number one? Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Next, do you constantly find yourself worrying about money? Does money control your thoughts? Does a level of investment weigh in on every decision that you make? Next question. Do you avoid telling people your secrets to success in fear that they'll copy or be better than you or they'll steal them? 
I'll tell you a story about that one too. Next, do you have big dreams, but you're chasing the tiny successes instead? Like, do you have shiny object syndrome? I think it's something that totally can take us captive. After that, do you feel like you're in constant competition? Like is life just like one big competition, whether you're looking at relationships or business or side hustles or dreams, do you feel like you are a competitor in life? There's three more. Do you feel threatened by other people's success, even though you want to be happy for them? Do you feel broken that you're not actually happy when other people find success? Do you feel like you don't have the right connections or tricks to help you get to where you want to go? Like, does everyone have it easier than you and you have the hardest road? And lastly, does it feel like everyone else just magically gets what they want and you're just the unlucky one? Now, I know that was a lot of questions and maybe not all of them pertain to you, but maybe one of them caught your attention. Maybe you were like, wait, yes, yes, that's me. Because if you relate to one or a couple or even all of those, absolutely no shame. I think we've all been there. And so first off, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not a bad person for thinking that way. You're not a horrible friend. You're not a mean girl for wishing your friend's successes could magically become your own. Just means that we're human. This is all a part of the human experience. The key though, finding out why you're thinking that way, digging down to get to the roots of those thoughts because they're planted in beliefs you hold before you jump into doing the work to pause, redirect, and switch to a healthier way to process these thoughts and emotions. Like we can't control our thoughts and and feelings can give us some information, but we need to really dig deep. And so that's what I'm inviting you to do today. Let me tell a little story to kind of paint a picture for you that you might be able to relate to. So early on in my photography career, I was terrified of never having enough or being enough. I would feel a pang of dread when I saw someone else book a client that maybe had inquired with me. I wanted every single engaged couple to choose me and I operated my business on this little island. Like I didn't let anyone in. I didn't have any semblance of community. It took me three years until I really sat down and realized, and and I feel really dumb for admitting this right now, that I was not the right photographer for every single client. Like, can you believe it took me three years to realize that over a thousand days to be like, wait, I'm not meant for everyone. And I didn't need to aim to serve every single engaged couple in Wisconsin. In fact, I just needed to attract and serve only 25 couples in order for me to reach the goals that I set for myself. Once I had this mindset shift and realized that there were not only ways to connect with the right couples, but also to partner with other people in my industry to pass referrals on and to support them, everything changed. Like business became more fun. My friendships grew. I was able to focus on the right clients without the guilt or fear that my business was going to dry up as new photographers joined the scene. Now, the thing about mindset is that you don't just flip a switch and suddenly arrive. It's a part of life that you need to continually check in on, something you need to actively work on, and a piece that might trip you up or propel you forward. Years later, I'll be honest, I still deal with insecurities, but I practice intentionally thinking abundantly whenever the thought of what if, or whenever I start to worry. Rather than thinking I can't, or I shouldn't, or I won't be able to, I ask myself, do I really want that? Like, is that aligned with my values or definition of success? Why not me? Why not at least try and go for it? And if nothing else, learn something new along the way. 
If you're rooted in a scarcity mindset, you'll always believe that you will never have enough or be enough, enough money, enough opportunities, enough love, enough ambition. Here's an abstract way of thinking about it. My mind has been on the Great Depression because I just finished Kristen Hanna's new book and I've been helping my mom clean out my grandparents' house and they held on to pretty much everything. So stick with me here on this analogy, even if it feels a little bit extreme. Think of it like the Great Depression era times when things were scarce for most everybody. Money was hard to come by, food was hard to find, work was impossible to land, and the country was at a standstill. Essentially, we had an entire period in American history characterized by the idea that the entire country was depressed, overwhelmed, scared, and hungry. That scarcity, like that was real. Like it was everywhere. There was zero denying it. And these days, times are still really heavy for a lot of people. There are a lot of parallels as we've navigated this pandemic, and I don't ever want to be blind to that. But instead of living our lives like there are opportunities abound, a lot of us are stuck in that 1930s mindset that there will never, ever, ever be enough. But the thing is, and this is good news, it's not the 1930s. While there will always be difficult, tough, horrible times for everyone listening to this, we cannot just live our lives in fear of the next Dust Bowl. We have the power to find abundance in so many incredible ways, even in the times that we are currently living in. But a lot of us live and we stay stuck in that scarcity mindset, even if we don't realize it. It's actually super easy to unintentionally slide into the constant mindset that nothing will ever be good enough. And it's not always super recognizable when it happens. Like it's just so natural. It's not like this like neon sign blinking above your head to remind you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And so it's important we start to pay closer attention to our thought patterns and our beliefs. Now, I don't think many of us wake up immediately wanting to think in negative, small playing thoughts all day long. Like we're not like, that's just who I am and that's how I'm going to navigate today. In fact, I think it's more invasive and not exactly easy to see when it's happening because we exist in scarcity more in those tiny little moments that over time are stitched together. The moments we barely even notice until one day when we break down or feel like there's no way to overcome X, Y, or Z problems. Now, the thing is, thinking like this is isolating. It makes life feel scary. It makes business hard. It naturally withdraws you from deep relationships. It can be tough on your heart. And at the same time, it's really easy to get sucked into that mindset. Life tells us constantly that we're never enough or that we'll never be the best at things. I mean, heck, one scroll through Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter can tell you that. People make money profiting off that idea that there's not enough to go around and that you are the problem of not being enough. Like that's exactly how we're sold to. Really though, a scarcity mindset might be the reminder you've needed that it's time to start believing in yourself a little more. There is this common thread that I get to acknowledge and see firsthand when I interview these amazing founders, these women who went for it, that they just started to believe in their self and their vision and their dreams, and it changed everything. A scarcity mindset not only cripples your ability to succeed, but it can also cripple your ability to put yourself out there, to try new things, to truly be happy and believe in yourself, which can impact everything from your business to your self-worth to your relationships. The thing is, trying to prove yourself to others by any means necessary just for the sake of proving yourself to others rarely gets you anywhere. 
And a scarcity mindset will tell you, it will trick you into believing that it does. What does get you somewhere is believing that you're enough, trusting that you can and will take the steps you're supposed to take and understanding deeply that you are worthy to go after the things that you want. What also gets you places is being confident enough in yourself, abundantly sure of yourself, that you're able to trust that every single person deserves a spot in success too. That shared success is even better than standing at the top of the mountain alone. Truthfully, the very best pieces of life often come from cheering on the people you love. Like it would be a sad, quiet life if you and all your friends went about life without wishing for joy or success on behalf of each other. And that's what a scarcity mindset tricks you into believing and doing. Now, in my life, a lot of my close friends are my, quote, direct competition in a lot of ways. It's only because we know and believe there's enough to go around and that we each have these unique abilities that make our friendship so beautiful. Each of us is confident in our abilities to create and produce something that's different and that will appeal to a different audience. And those relationships simply would not have room to exist with a scarcity mindset. They wouldn't even be a thing. So... Enough talk. Are you ready to flip the script? I know that scarcity in a lot of areas is a genuine, true issue that affects people economically and mentally and all the above. So I don't ever want to downplay that. But at the same time, and on a completely different level, I think that there are some shifts that we can make when it comes to our mindset that can really transform things for us. And that can go for situations just like what we've talked about. Now, I've talked about those questions that tend to rise up, sparking the scarcity flame. So where do we go from here? Maybe now you've started to acknowledge that your mindset has suffered or that it could be a root issue that's holding you back from boldly pursuing your dreams or having enriched relationships. But now what? When it comes to mindset, I like to lean in on some of the meditation tricks I've learned in the past as the most subpar non-expert in meditation. Okay, let me tell you this. So I remember listening to a guided meditation once. This was like meditation for beginners 101. And they encouraged me to think of my thoughts like cars driving down the road. And my only job was to sit and observe the cars driving by. Okay. So this is a visualization. If you need to close your eyes, you're welcome to do that. So you don't want to intersect or stop them. You just want to observe them. Just pretend like you're sitting on the side of the road and a car driving by is a thought. And all you need to do is watch. This visualization has helped me when it comes to mindset because it gives me permission to simply observe my thoughts or beliefs without judgment. Those last two words are so important, without judgment. So now that you have an awareness around what a scarcity mindset might look like in your life, I want for you to invite yourself to be non-judgmental and observe your thoughts. What would it look like if today you just took inventory of the thoughts passing you by, and you were non-judgmental around what you were thinking if you just started to pay attention. A past guest on this show calls it staying. My friend Anjali was on the show in 2020, and her body of work right now is dedicated to helping women stay with the feelings, the thoughts, and beliefs that we tend to try to run away from in favor of less challenging or painful action. She said this quote, and I love it. She said, we are professionals at running away of strategizing, of not dealing with our internal world, of staying, I like to look at it as a gentle invitation, unquote. For example, you might be scrolling Instagram and see a photo of a woman that triggers jealousy. 
Your response might be to hurry past the image, get rid of the jealousy feeling as quickly as possible. But Anjali encourages women to pause, stay with that feeling of jealousy, asking yourself, what exactly am I jealous about? When you become aware and gently invite yourself to stay with that feeling or thought, it allows you to recognize and acknowledge before you begin the work to start to shift those beliefs. Now that you are invited to observe your thoughts, how can you start to course correct? Again, it's not the initial thought that is innately bad, but how can you guide that thought into a more positive, abundance-driven notion? Embracing an abundance mindset does not mean that you will be free of all scarcity thoughts, but it will allow you to learn how to recognize and understand the foundations of those thoughts and then maybe redirect them when they come. So what does it look like if we work towards asking ourselves questions that remind us how abundant of a life we all lead? A lot of times it can look like this subtle shift, a redirection in where we're feeling stuck or insecure or not enough. Like what if we just started to simply reframe? What if every obstacle was really an opportunity? What if intuition or your gut feelings were actually right? What if you do have enough resources for what you need in this moment? What if you don't need all the resources in the first place because you have resourcefulness? What if you're willing to learn and mess up and be teachable? If this resonates with you, I highly recommend you go back to my conversation with Anjali. She shares so much more about staying in our conversation on the show. You can listen at jennacutcherblog.com slash Anjali. That's A-N-J-U-L-I. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, learning to live in a mindset of abundance is truly a process, and it's a long one. So many of us have been carrying the torch of self-limiting beliefs since we were in braces and overalls, and it's hard to break that chain. So start paying closer attention to your head and to your heart. When are those scarcity mindset geared thoughts popping up for you? What situations do you see them in? How can you redirect them? How can you just simply be aware of them without judgment? Kylie, my podcast producer, talks openly about her challenges with an anxiety disorder and how that particular mental health battle presents itself as spiraling and it comes with this irrational thought. This baseline makes mindset work look different for Kylie and so her methods for addressing those scarcity beliefs look a little different. Kylie calls it removing the fourth wall, which is a phrase that any theater kid may remember from high school productions or even now if you're in the realm of performing for an audience. Essentially, removing the fourth wall in the theatrical sense means addressing the audience directly, stepping out of the character you're playing for a moment and bringing the audience into the reality you're performing on stage. In terms of mindset work and battling the irrational thoughts presented by anxiety, Kylie will address the monologue she's playing in her head. 
Like if her inner dialogue is saying that she's not good enough and the work she's creating doesn't matter, Kylie addresses that thought head on. Why do you feel not good enough today? Is it because you didn't get enough sleep last night and so you're doubting your ability to perform at your best? Did you make an honest mistake and that alone has spiraled into this belief that you're not good enough to do your job or to run a business? The key to removing that fourth wall technique is not just passively listening to the monologue playing in your head and taking it as fact. It's asking the performer, i.e. you and your brain, why the thought has presented itself. What factors are contributing to this thought? And with the understanding how, because you get the choice, are you going to let it guide your next steps? You know, when you trace the mindset challenge all the way back to the root, most of the time you can pinpoint an external factor that influenced your internal belief, like Kylie not getting enough sleep and then in turn not feeling good enough. If we're aware of these external contributors and we address them like, hey, maybe don't hit play next on whatever Netflix series you're watching if it's already past your bedtime, the abundance mindset becomes an easier target to shoot for. So what would it look like for you? Do you find yourself feeling scarcity in the sense of jealousy over the success of others, success in the work that mirrors what you want to create? Then why do you keep seeking out that one Instagram account and scrolling with a scowl on your face? It's like searching the name of an ex from a relationship that ended against your wishes and dwelling on the happiness that they found since you parted ways. Like no one feels good after that. So here is your permission. No, maybe not permission, your order to go unfollow the accounts that do nothing but set you into a negative scarcity spiral. Now, I know I made light of that X reference, but truly, let's think about what we're consuming and how that external element can impact our internal mindset. Start to follow people who paint what's possible for you, like those whose success feels like this beacon of light showing you what can happen for you. I've always found that it's super helpful to follow people on parallel paths that aren't doing exactly what I want to do, but who are at a similar stage or phase of the journey where their story feels really relatable and inspiring to me. First, simple changes like that are the best things that you can do to start practicing that whole there is enough to go around mindset. But in another way, you'll quickly realize how much more fun and joyful life is when you live in the mindset of knowing that everyone has just what they need. There's this quote from Glennon Doyle's newest book, Untamed, which side note, I loved it. We did it for our book club and this quote puts it perfectly. She says, I think we are only bitter about other people's joy in direct proportion to our commitment to keep joy from ourselves. The more often I do things I want to do, the less bitter I am at people for doing what they want to do. That feels like a mic drop moment right there. Like you owe it to yourself to feel joy for yourself. The addition of a scarcity mindset in your life zaps that joy right out and then some. In another literary masterpieces advice, one of my team copywriters, Brooklyn, told me about one of Bob Goff's go-to methods when he's creating something. And he says he likes to look at his time in the day like a bank. He only has so much time and energy to spend. And so where exactly does he want to invest those non-renewable resources? What does his actions, thoughts, and the way he spends his time today tell us about how we approach life. Like the same goes for us. And it's brilliant really, because when we look at our time as a bank of minutes that we either get to use on building something great or tearing down someone else's awesomeness or second guessing our own, like that should be an easy choice. So what choice are you going to make? You can think of it like this. There are two ways to have the tallest building in town. 
You can either focus on building your building up or you could tear all the other tall buildings down to make yours the tallest. Now, here's the thing I know about you. I know that you're a builder. That building mentality that all stems from a good, strong mindset that focuses on abundance. So here's what's most important for me to tell you and for you to know. You are more than enough. You have the ability and the strength inside of you to impact the world and to make a difference. At the same time, so does every other person listening to this episode of the podcast. As humans, we're given this really unique ability to love deeply, to feel really strongly, and to make a massive impact. As women and business owners and as good people, that ability is a responsibility. And I believe that with everything in me. In the world we live in, it's so incredibly easy to feel like there will never be enough to go around. I know that you're not into taking the easy way out. We have that in common, don't we? So why don't we focus on creating huge impact by reminding each other that all of us have gifts that deserve to be seen by the whole world? No one is winning by you playing small. Just think about it. Think about it for one second. What kind of change might come if every one of us shared our successes, warned others of our failures, and lived life as abundantly as we possibly could? Like enormous change could happen. That's the kind. Now, I know that today we dug deep into a feeling that most of us have experienced before, and I'm so thankful to each of you for being so willing to go down this road with me. I am not perfect with it, not even close, and there are still times where I feel like I don't have enough or do enough or make a big enough impact, but if there is absolutely anything I've learned when it comes to my headspace, it's that all any of us can do is keep taking tiny steps to improve and to catch and to shift those limiting thoughts to uplifting ones anytime that we notice them creeping back in. Thank you so much for giving me this space. Let's all band together and focus on living more abundantly. You in? I know you are. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.